Life's better with a financial partner like Ameris Bank. From opening your first savings account to funding your kids' college tuition, we're with you. From a flash of a business idea to growing that company just as fast, we're, we're with you. you. From buying a home to tackling the renovations to make it truly yours, we're, we're with you. you. You have big plans, financial questions, and decisions to make. And for every idea, life goal, and new venture, we're, we're with, with you all the way. Visit AmerisBank.com slash with you to get started. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hello, everyone. I'm Charles Edmond. Glad you can join us here on the Braves Sports Radio Network. Inside Braves Athletics, been a lot of conversations, a lot of interviews. We had offensive coordinator Elliot Redden on a couple of weeks ago. We'll probably get him back on as we get ready for the season, which starts in 19 days. And on Thursday, uh, we will talk with Lady Braves Volleyball coach Melissa Robinson live at 430 as the volleyball season is getting underway. We talked with uh, soccer coach Kevin Larry the other day. His season starts in Vicksburg at the Sports Force against Southern Utah on Thursday. So I hope you get a chance to check out the action there in Vicksburg. So let's talk some Braves football. Let's talk some defense, the defensive side of the ball with defensive coordinator Cedric Thomas. You can give us a call at 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. For those who might not know, Cedric Thomas, this is his second tour of duty here at Alcorn as Braves defensive coordinator. Of course, he was a grad, a grad assistant at one point, DB coach at uh, from the 2012 to 2015 season, 2016 through 2017, was the Braves defensive coordinator the first go-round. Then he left in 2018 to become the head coach at UAPB. Then in 2020, he was a DB coach at USM. And in 2021 and 2022, he was the head coach at Mississippi Delta Community College, where in the one season he was there, the team was 5-5 five and five and 3-3 three and three in conference. And I saw a tweet, Coach Thomas, that uh, you were really turning that program around. Some folks were chiming in uh, during your time there, how you really had that program on the right track. Of course, Cedric Thomas is a Cleveland, Mississippi native. Coach Thomas, how you doing, sir? Doing blessed, Mr. Charles. How about yourself? Man, uh, and Coach Thomas, by the way, uh, has on a mask, trying to be as safe as possibly can. And, you know, we're still dealing with this stuff, Coach. I mean, COVID is still out there. And for those who might think it's not, uh, that's not the right way to go about it because testing is still happening. The quarantine period is not as long, five days, if you test positive. And there have been some situations like that that you had to deal with, of course, and so uh, they still got to be safe out here. Yeah, most definitely. You know, um, CDC got a lot of information out. And, you know, when you're being led by Coach Mack, you know, you just take all precautions. We just tell these young, you know, young adults, hey, we got to make the best decision for the group, you know. And um, everybody so far is, is being steadfast in that, that conviction and, and commitment. And so, hey, we masked up, staying safe. We washing and spraying things down because we need everybody to, you know, on this vehicle to, to success, um, to just ride with us. Yeah, speaking of riding, I mean, your your defense has been riding. Coming here, and you've been riding really since you got here. You you arrived in, in the spring, obviously, hitting the ground running. Talk about when you arrived and how fast did you have to get things brought up to speed. You got a new defensive staff that you brought on board. We'll talk about that. But you really had to hit the ground, I wouldn't say running, but sprinting. Is that right? Yeah, um, you know, but the, what made it easy and kind of transition, I caught three games this year, and you know how dear this place is to me. I always kind of, um, like the kids say, been tapped into it. So I knew a lot of the personnel, um, you know, talked to Coach Radden on a lot of a lot of nights, uh, you know, and Coach Frederick. So I kind of, you know, had the pulse of, of the team, you know, just from the outside looking in, especially having that junior college stint. 
um, last year. So I got a chance to kind of see um, from afar. Um, so I kind of knew what was going on. And, you know, like I said, with Coach Mack, you know what it is. It's consistency um, and, and very efficient. So uh, once we hit the ground, the biggest thing was just looking at the product, you know, um, what was recruits coming in, what was leaving. You know, you got the transfer part and didn't know if a lot of kids was going to stay in because they didn't have a coordinator, even though I didn't sign them. And, uh, you know, them guys did a great job of bringing good student athletes in, especially the mid-year kids. You know, we got all of our kids probably except about three um, that was here with us this spring. So we got a chance to really um, hit the ground running. So the transition wasn't as hard um, as it might might have been for others um, just because I kind of had the pulse of the program just being a part and catching all these home games. Yeah, and when you look at the talent, I mean, when the talent, a lot of it was already here, and then you're just coming in, just kind of, as they say, get in where you fit in. But as a as the head of the defense, you have to kind of plug and play a little bit. Talk about that. Yeah, you know, you, first thing you're going to do is you're going to look at structure. You know, everything is built from the ground up. Um, so, um, you know, the championship pedigree um, has always been uh, been a part of it, you know. And so we just wanted to come in and just continue to add on that. Um, you know, there's a couple ways why you – you, you change things and you got to add pieces, you got to delete pieces, um, and you got to develop pieces. And right now we're kind of in that developmental stage because we did some subtraction, we did some addition, um, and now we're just kind of developing um, the young brothers that's a part of this program. So uh, we're excited about it. And then, you know, like I said, they left us some groceries. So we, we'll be able to prepare a decent meal uh, you know, to get, get the guys going. Well, you hope you don't have to do any more shopping for a while. Yeah, ain't no doubt. You know, that's, <laughs> you're right about that, Mr. Charles. You know. And the good thing, we got some junior college kids, man, they did a good job of you know, not having two years, but having three years. So you get a kid that's been in junior college, whether he red shirt or had the COVID year, but he got three years, uh, you know, on campus with two springs. Man, that's, that's huge. Uh, you know, and so we wanted to make sure we continue to do that and talking to Coach Mack, just cultural fixtures, man, guys that come in and we know how special this place is, but it's not for everybody. And so we wanted the ones who wanted us, but understood and understand the landscape of the their environment. And we got every kid that was here this spring, and all of them returned, all of them excited, you know, and they believe. Um, in the place, and so that's what we're excited about. So we want to continue to build on that foundation and continue to bring kids in to help this uh, this, this this championship run. I always ask a first year coach, a first year coordinator, just walking in the door, just like the first day on the job. How you know you got to find where the break room is. Of course, you already knew where everything was when because you were here before. But just the buy in is, is 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 my point. Anytime there's a new CEO or CFO or a new head coach or a new coordinator. Some people buy in and some people don't coach. And so how was that? I, I think you pretty much answered it, that the buy-in was a, was a pretty good. Yeah, it was great just because of my name, you know. Um, and I just I always did right by these kids. At the end of the day, they're they the reason why I fed my family. So a lot of them, I thank them, um, the Quintarius Coles and the um, LeSean Ely and, and 4-5, you know, uh, Jerry Morrison and, and Brady Smith and Quinn Smith who worked for me at Mississippi Delta, um, you know. All those guys, I couldn't have got where I, where I was at. Um, or where I am at, you know, without them. So I thank them um, for giving me that opportunity. So they kind of passed that down to the KJs who um, was here um, when I was leaving and, 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 and take key. So I really didn't have to do a whole bunch. My first thing when I talked to them was don't give me anything, you know, let me earn it, you know, and I will earn it. Everything you heard in the past, hey, that may not be true. You got a clean slate. I got a clean slate. And let me be that person that everybody says uh, I am and uh, just being consistent with them. So far, so good. We're talking with uh, Braves defensive coordinator Cedric Thomas. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. Things have changed since the, when Coach Thomas was here before. The transport portal has definitely blown up since he was here before, and, of course, he knows all about that. Of course, he knows all about the JUCO ranks being a, 
uh, a head coach at Mississippi Delta Community College. A couple of stints there, coach. I've just learned that. Uh, so you you you're dealing with that, but you know things have changed in in the landscape of college football since the last time you were here. And you stayed in it. You stayed in touch, of course. And uh, this this sport is changing. Seems like by the day with NIL and the transfer portal, you can transfer once, transfer twice. The NCAA is kind of, you know, letting that letting that thing go a little bit, and you can pretty much do whatever you want, whatever you want. For the most part, they're going to try to tighten up a little bit, but you know, things have changed uh, over the last few years. Yeah, you know, and it, it's, it's going to continue to do it. Um, anything that stays stagnant, you know, there's probably something wrong with it. Um, and so we accept the change. You know, our thing, you know, coming from Coach Mack from a recruiting piece is, you know, we want guys that want us. Um, guys that fit the culture, you know, guys that's going to come in and, and do it the right way. Um, you know, whether they got stars by their name or non-stars by their name, you know, it's the ones that's going to come in and, um, you know, understand this, this brave tradition, you know, for a lifetime. Because that's what it is. You know, one thing about it, when you're married to it, it's one thing I can't tell any kid or any parent that come through, you know, um, you know, it's family and they, and they mean it. And so uh, when, you, when you come back and they say, welcome home, and they ask about your daughter and they ask about your wife, you know, that means a lot, you know, um, and, but that's how the family is here. And so it's really special. So when we get them on campus, one thing I can say, if we can get them, um, get, get, get them on campus and they tomahawk talking and, and, and they got, they, they jamming, you know, we're we going to get the commitment, you know, we just got to get them here. We are coming to you live from Jack Spinks Marino Castle Stadium. Actually, we are in our network booth overlooking the field. Coach, did you get a chance to, as a coordinator before, I know you're down on the field, but did you, did you even get a chance to come up here very often? No, I really didn't. Um, <laughs> but I had a I had a really uh, bad experience uh, when I was GA and uh, Carl Morgan, my first time, um, you know, up here in the booth. It was, uh, you know, 2000, I think, one. Um, I'm a GA, and we playing Gremlin, and I'm supposed to be writing down the pass concepts, and it's, it's probably about 20,000. It's packed, and I'm just looking in the crowd, and a couple of series in, they score, and he asked me, uh, you know, what happened? And I, I couldn't tell him. So he, just, <laughs> so he just told me to take my headset off and go in the locker room. I wasn't no use to him. So that was one of my biggest coaches. Wow. Uh, and I learned from then that, you know, breaking down film and doing all those things was just as important um, as having a headset on and having um, a play sheet. Man, so <laughs> you, you, what, what were you paying attention to, just the crowd? The crowd. I'm, I'm looking at, the, you know, I'm a Omega, so I'm looking at the brothers running around, you know. <laughs> You know, I ain't paid attention to nothing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just not playing, transitioning from Pine Bluff. And, you know, I learned a really, really huge lesson because I got the film. You know, I made it here probably July 5th, and he got me in the dungeon just breaking down VCR tapes, one of those DVDs. You know, I'm here writing hand, writing plays, but I'm seeing it first. But I want to blow a whistle, and I want to have this long call sheet dragging on the ground because I watch, you know, the, the greats of Eddie Robb and, and Archie Cooley and, and, and Larry Dorsey. I don't watch them guys do it, so I want to. I want to do that, and, and and I get in the game, and he gave me a really, really um, um, important duty, and I failed. And so he just told me to go to the locker room because um, I wasn't doing him no good. And, I, you know, he never said nothing else to me till we played Pine Bluff, um, but I was ready then, and that's kind of how I uh, made up for it. So that was a really, really good lesson for me, just paying attention to details. I get the, I get the film before anybody else, um, and so I just got to break down and be ready when my number's calling. So – that was the last experience I had in the booth and not knowing what to do. Well, I was at, I've been at practice off and on and, and watching you go about your business and coaching the defense. Uh, you hadn't changed a bit. I mean, you're still the, the fire and brimstone type of coach. You hadn't changed a bit. I, I would, I kind of made an assumption, well, maybe Coach Thomas now, you know, father and uh, the husband and all this kind of mellowed a little bit. None of that. Nah, it's just, it, you know, it's a blessing. You know, uh, rest in peace to the young man that, 
passed in Brandon, and I feel for him and his family and the coaches. But, you know, you can lose your life out here. Uh, and so for me, I want to give him my all. I've been through a lot to get to where I am. And so I just want to prove to the kids that, you know, no matter what day, no matter what you're going through or how bad it is, you're blessed. You know, it's if your eyes open and them feet can move and hit the pavement, man, we got opportunity to make change. And so as long as I got um, air bringing it, you know, in my lungs, you're going to see me running around. Um, I think they set the tone um, based on how we um, have the litmus. We either say, hey, you're a thermostat or a thermometer. Are you setting the, the, the temperature or are you changing um, based on the variables around? And so we want to be able to set the temperature. And so when you see me out there running around, one is for getting me through the day. Uh, that's the first thing. But two is also to get them to understand, hey, and coach always going no matter how bad it is or how good it is. You know, it's just enthusiasm about what I'm doing, impacting young guys' lives using this football. The first day of camp, I mean, there were a couple of drills in which guys just weren't, weren't bouncing around. And, and, you know, you weren't having any of that. This is probably an hour and a half into the first day of camp. Yeah, you know, you just can't take it for granted. And they was here the whole summer, you know, which was really a blessing. Thanks to the administration for allowing them, to, for us to have them, you know. And um, they just kind of cruising through, just taking it for granted. And I'm like, nah, we ain't going to do that, you know. <laughs> this place has already, be, you know, been great from, you know, the Leslie Frazers and Gary Lewis's and Warren Gatewoods and just bridging that gap, Devin Francois, you know, them guys, that, you know, I've been around um, in the last couple of years. And here we got KJ, um, you know, got Claude, got some guys that really got opportunities. So, you know, we got to get we got to get going. Because uh, nobody gonna wait on us, uh, and and what what happened in the past is just that in the past, and we got to continue to set the groundwork for for the future. We're gonna take a break right here. We're gonna go into the first scrimmage. The Braves will have another scrimmage prior to uh, Stephen F. Austin, the first game of the year, right here as we overlook the beautiful field, Jack Spinks Marino Casim Stadium. As I look at my clock, coach is six sixteen. I'm gonna make a bold prediction right now at six sixteen. 19 days from now, 14 to nothing Alcorn. Let's do it. And the defense just scored a touchdown. Let's do it. How about that? We'll take a break right here, and uh, we'll break down the first scrimmage. We'll talk about the defense up front in the middle on the back end. We'll talk about some of the surprises so far early in camp and standouts. Things are going to change because school will be starting, and all that changes the dynamic of things. So we'll continue with our conversation with Braves defensive coordinator, Cedric Thomas. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. Or you can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. Cedric Thomas, Charles Zippin. We'll be back after this. Time out. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Mississippi Army National Guard. Aired by the Mississippi Association of Broadcasters and this station. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. And WPRL 91.7 FM. Put the... 
our producer, Jamario Brooks, we were scheduled to have this Facebook Live as well, but uh, things changed, and uh, we are audio only, radio only. Our producer back in studio, Jamario Brooks. I'm Charles Edmond with Braves Defensive Coordinator Cedric Thomas here in the press box at Jack Spinks Marino, Casim Stadium, Dwight Fisher Field. Coach, the field looks immaculate. I was up here last week, and they're out here, the grounds crew's out here every day because my office is behind the stadium, and I can see them as they're doing this work. I mean, you look at this. I mean, this looks like uh, just almost picture perfect. I mean, it's really a blessing. I mean, it's really just a, a surreal sight, you know, to be able to, to be able to see and also, um, you know, in, you know, be able to come out here and play on it. I mean, it's, it's really top, top of the line, man, real grass, good grass. Uh, they do a good job of manicuring it and keeping it up to uh, keeping up, keep on it. And so uh, we're going to be pretty fast on it. I like it. Our soccer coach, seven, uh, Kevin Larry, had him on the other day. And, and he, of course, he played soccer. He said the, the field here is the best playing surface he has ever been a part of. And he's been a part of a lot of soccer fields. You know, they have to keep that stuff manicured almost as, as much as football. But, uh, I mean, just you just look at it, it, it looks picture perfect. And 19 days from today, Stephen F. Austin, the number 10th ranked team in the FCS with 30 seniors will be rolling in here. And, of course, we'll have all the action here on the Braves Sports Radio Network. All right, Coach, let's talk about this defense. So let's start up front, Coach. Give folks a sense. Of course, we've known each other, but people getting to know you is this your second tour of duty. Talk about Cedric Thomas's style of defense and he wants to, what he wants to accomplish this season. You know, the first thing is aggressive. You know, we want to, we want to get out to people, um, also be multiple. But um, we want to we want to process information. I think the the misconception is you know you just run around see ball kill ball, and that's the biggest thing that um, we're trying to get our guys to understand. You have to be, um, if not as disciplined as offensive guys, um, just understanding where you fit, um, you know, from a structure standpoint. So we get them to understand that it is a selfish way of play defense, and we don't want to uh, be selfish. We, we want to be sound. You know, if we get a down block, we want to spill it. We want backers to rock over the top. We want guys to play with a um, good sense of, of, of visual. Um, understanding and also, you know, play tough. And so um, when we talk about, you know, um, our whole mission this year is driving this uh, vehicle to success. And, um, you know, the gas, we talk about, I gave them a PowerPoint and had fast on it. And that gas has to be focused. That elf and fast, you know, it's all focused. We got to be in thought. We got to process information. It's easy to just run over and back, over and back because it takes nothing to think. But the average player is about seven to eight seconds. So we're trying to process information 30 times um, in eight seconds where we got to process information. Um, and that's the first one. And then, um, you know, the A, you know, attitude. You got to have a positive attitude in anything you do, even when bad things happen. You know, I told him a story when you know, I lost my pops, you know, right in that building, and Coach Queen had to pick me up, drive me to Cleveland, um, you know, and I didn't think my dad would, um, you know, would leave me, you know, during that time. Um, and so bad things happened. So I had to come. We played Southern, had a great game. We got to win. Um, but bad things going to happen, but you got to keep your positive, uh, you know, from a positive attitude. And the S is uh, – you know, we got to make sacrifices. We got to do. We got to go outside ourselves to do something for for others. You know, we can't um, keep our arms folded and we won't receive any blessings. So we got to be able to issue it out. And then the T is just toughness. So that's who we are. Um, that's our mantra all year. Um, we'll run around. We'll be physical. But you're gonna see a group that's gonna think, process information, uh, play fast, have a really positive attitude, and uh, play unselfish. So when you look at the offenses that that we're gonna be facing versus when you were here before. Offensively, have teams gotten faster? Have defenses gotten slower? Am I looking at that the wrong way? Now, you know, right now they just cater to the offense as far as, you know, from an official standpoint. Um, 
you know, and it, it just starts from the top. Everybody want to see points, you know. That's what's getting them into the stadium, and so they're allowing them to really go fast. And um, offensive guys of understanding offensive structure, they stand in one personnel group, and so they're not letting you sub. They're getting the big H-back tight ends that can flex out and catch footballs. They're too big for nickels and dimes. And um, they're too athletic for, for linebackers. And so you see a lot of personnel groupings, um, you know, a lot of 11 personnel groupings that just stay in and they're not giving us opportunity to transition, um, you know. And so that's kind of the cat and mouse to what we're doing now, you know, just from an offensive standpoint. But, you know, I know our offense, they snap it at 12, 13, you know, uh, on a good day you might get eight or nine seconds, which is really good for us because if we can stop them, get lined up and organized, you know, we should be able to do it versus anybody else. So that's kind of what's happening, you know, just from the football landscape. Is that is that the key right now? Because offenses are going so fast, you just got to get lined. I mean, even on offense, you got to get lined up. But it's probably even more important to get lined up on defense. Get your subs in and out, and get lined up. That's the most important part. And we talk about life, Mr. Charles. Everything we do. So whatever you're aligned in, if it's education, you got to go to school, or you got to get some form of knowledge in that subject area. You know, first thing you got to do is get aligned. The second thing is your assignment. What do I do? Um, you know, once I'm aligned with that subject area, then I got to put my eyes on it. You know, if I want to be a doctor, then I got to put my eyes on information that's associated with being a doctor. If I want to be um, a football coach, I got to put my eyes on football things and things that's associated with it. And then technique is the last one is, you know, what technique did I do I use to get me to do that job efficiently? And so that's kind of our whole breakdown. Um, but the first thing we got to do, we got to get it aligned with something in life. We got to believe in something. And then we got to take the necessary steps to be able to accomplish that. All right, so let's let's see if we can accomplish breaking down this defense here. Let's start up front, coach. What have you seen up front? Because that's where it starts. You got to get that push. You got to blow someone up in the backfield. You got to get to the quarterback. It starts up front in the trenches. Talk about some of the guys there that uh, we can expect to see and guys that are having good camps. You know, Devin Dawson, man, I mean, you're talking about big-time kid um, out of Dallas. I mean, he's a steer, um, big, he's athletic, and he's smart. Um, he played a lot last year, but kind of hit that freshman wall, which, you know, which is normal, but played a lot of minutes. Um, you know, he is going to be an animal, really good kid, plays with his hands well, smart, always smiling, can run. You know, he's going to really anchor that thing down. And um, Andrew Cole, you know, we was at Southern Miss together, so I knew a lot about him. He's kind of helped me um, just in the locker room with some of the kids who might not have known, but just system. He's really helping in the playbook because we're running, you know, some things that's similar um, from a conceptual standpoint, you know, that we did at Southern Miss. So he's doing a really, really good job, you know, 6'4", about 310, 315, working. I mean, he is really holding it down in the middle. Um, so he's having a really, really good camp. We're expecting uh, big things out of him. Um, Tate Deer, we got a U, uh, UT Martin transfer right in our own backyard. Um, you know, went to East Mississippi, and you talking about um, a man of steel. I mean, work ethic, flies around, great kid, good football player. I mean, he can run, he's tough. Um, he is really, really, you know, uh, Cole Bradley did a good job, and, and alumni uh, did a good job because I got a couple phone calls on this young man. We actually- Wherever you are on your financial journey, at Ameris Bank, we're with you. From setting up your new bank account. You're all set. To expanding your business's footprint, we're with you. From savings plans that advance college funds to graduation milestones worth celebrating. With every big step and baby step. We're with you all the way. Visit AmerisBank.com slash with you and let's turn those money questions into financial peace of mind. AmerisBank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. It's the huge used vehicle reduction sales event at Elder Ford of Tampa. Nearly all makes and models in stock and on sale now. Take advantage of low monthly payments, available 0% APR financing, and zero money down. And they all come with full lifetime warranty. And if you have challenged credit, we'll help you get financed. Plus, get up to $4,500 for your clunker when you buy a used vehicle. This is the one event you don't want to miss. Only at Elder Ford 
of Tempa. With down payment acceptable to lender or financing on approved credit. See dealer for warranty details. Trade value determined by dealer minus reconditioning and excess wear. Negative equity will be added to purchase of sale vehicle. Dealer participated by down may affect final negotiated price. We played him when I was at Mississippi Delta. And, um, you know, hit us up. And, um, you know, we had opportunity to get him down and he enjoyed it. And so he he's having a phenomenal camp, um, you know. Trevor Vines has really been, you know, um, a sight to see kid who was on the roster last year. And I was just asking him why we – why he wasn't, you know, playing as much, you know. And, uh, you know, kids go through things um, also. And I think that's where we kind of different. Well, we just let, you know, young adults uh, be kids sometimes, but also let them speak, you know. And I'm asking him, hey, why are we not playing? I see your work ethic, uh, but I'm not seeing you on the film, you know. And there was some immaturity things on his end, and we just told him you got to grow up. You got to grow up fast. Um, the numerica don't dictate um, when you mature, um, you know. And he just had a birthday, I think, today, um, to turn 21. <laughs> but he's really, really, you know, come on, man. He's playing with his hands. He's physical. And um, just got to get in shape. And um, Key Wayne Jones, kid from Natchez, um, playing tough. You know, physical kid. I think his finger might have popped out in the scrimmage. And he duct taped it up, man, and went on back out there. I mean, you know, so that those guys going to really help us in front, you know, inside. We got a lot of depth, you know, got a lot of big bodies. Um, and so, you know, I'd be hard-pressed if we just get, you know, mushed around inside because we got enough size, we got enough bodies, and them guys, uh, you know, they're getting better every day. So you talk about those guys. What about some of the backups, some of the guys that really kind of pushing to get in that starting role and some guys that you expect to see some action? You know, Chris Ballard, you know, we, uh, you know, just got him in. He had some academic issues. Um, we just got him in, in um, you know, in, in, in the summer, um, you know, right before camp. And so he kind of spinning a little bit, but when you just – Hey, just tell him what to do. Um, he flies around. He's going to be a really good player. You know, um, shout out to the administrator, uh, administration once again. When you get him in the summer, um, it just speaks volumes. They get the chance to learn the playbook, get accustomed to the landscape, you know, um, you know, get the hours so they can graduate early. But we can spend a lot of time, um, you know, with football. So he's kind of behind just because of that, not because skill set, uh, Mr. Charles. We just vowed that, you know, if you don't know what to do, we ain't going to put you out there. Um, and so he coming every night, you know, doing extra, through the walkthroughs to understand what's going on. But really good junior college kid playing his tail off. Uh, Kamar J. Kennedy was a junior college All-American um, out of Texas. Um, same deal. You know, I love my boss. Um, he sit the kid down. He had, you know, midterm, his grades on him up to par. And we tell him, if you don't uh, go to school, you know, you can't come out for recess. And so he couldn't come out for recess this spring. And so he's behind, but you kind of see him flash. And those are two guys just right off that we know. Once they catch up, you know, this week going to be huge for them because we'll kind of cut back on some of the reps of the other ones so they can kind of get caught up and get a grasp of the system. Um, but we expect big things out of those guys, uh, you know, up front. Man, that is – that that's a lot of good information. Up front, guys, in the trenches, the way the game is played today with the speed of the game, snapping, you know, getting 80 snaps and whatever it is. You know, I, I keep up with what's going on down in Baton Rouge. Coach Dooley wants to do 90 snaps. He wants to run 90 plays, and uh, hopefully we can slow that down a little bit when we go down there. But So when you look at the makeup of the defensive line, is the, the physical makeup change, you think, because of the speed of the offense slimmer is better, or you still want those guys that can take up a lot of space? You know, it's twofold for other people. I can just only speak for me being in this league and being product of it. You know, the, 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 the slender, um, thicker guys, the, the, the weight lifters, uh, I mean the um, – the, the, the wrestlers, um, the 6'2", the Sterling Shippers, you know, that's kind of what I like. Yeah, I'll take a 6'4 kid, you know, 3'10", but I just know you can't have a bunch of them because they can't run as effective in this league because this league is so fast. It ain't like, you know, you know at the other school where, you know, they're going to play 12 personnel and kind of bang you around. Um, this is a fast league, so you don't want to get caught with a lot of 300-plus kids, you know, that can't move a lot. So we want 
um, guys who know this program, Sterling Ship, if you know where any of them met, you know, let me know. You know, six foot, six one, two eighty five, barrel chested, physical, can run. Um, you know, can play those ninety snaps when teams want to go fast. So that's kind of our makeup of what we want inside. Um, you know, and if we're blessed enough to get six three, six four, don't get me wrong, we'll take it. Um, but you know, we want the guys that can run just because it fits this league. Um, just having the skill set they can get up and kind of go. Um, they throwing screens, you know, they doing playing a space game, and we want to have guys to be able to pursue and get to the football. You know, you, you talk about the speed of the game now, and it just reminds me of the time that you were here as DB coach and defensive coordinator. You know, you go back to John Gibbs, four-year starter in this league, probably one of the last four-year starters at quarterback we've had in this conference, if you think about it. What we did in that offense led by, at the time, Willie Simmons, who's now Florida A&M, I wonder, did we start that speed movement in the conference? The way this the conference is now, if you just go back 10 years, it wasn't like that. It was ground and pound. But I think what we did with Willie Simmons, John Gibbs and company, and that offense over that period of time, I wonder just, you know, maybe it's an opinionated thing, but I wonder, did we kind of start that in this league and everybody else just kind of picked up with that? I mean, you got some validation behind it, you know, um, only because, um, you know, Coach, Coach Hoppe just left, you know, Michigan. And that's what Rich Rod was doing. And so, you know, him being a defensive coach, first thing he do is go in the offensive room and say, hey, look, how fast can we go? How efficient can we be with the time part? Because he had been in a part of that system at Michigan, and he had to go against it every day. And so, I mean, it has some validity to it. I know offenses have been going fast from a spread standpoint, but I just can only speak for me and my years being around it, you know. Um, you know, Willie had that thing rolling, and it was going fast. Um, but he also got some inside from, uh, you know, from Coach because he had been in it. It's different when you YouTube and then you look at it and when you don't have access to go sit down with them guys and they tell you the why. Then a lot of times you're just drawing it up in the dirt. But Coach had all the nuances of a, how they doing it, why they doing it, and he went over to Willie, and Willie was a sponge to be able to suck it up. And now, you know, you see guys leave other staffs and they take things with them and, you know, it's just make everything better. But it's most definitely um, has some, um, some validity to it. We're talking with Braves defensive coordinator Cedric Thomas. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. we got some texts and tweets. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. We'll take a break and look at the middle of the defense and, of course, the back end. That's where I think the experience comes in with the McGee's of the world and the Kinslers and the Keys. You talked about it. We'll get into all of that with your questions, comments, texts, and tweets coming up. After this, time out. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we provide more than $150 billion each year in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about money for college at studentaid.gov. You're struggling with your mortgage. You think about it all the time. What are we going to do if we lose the house? It's time to stop thinking and start dialing. Call 1-888-995-HOPE for a free government program that offers expert one-on-one advice about your mortgage options. We've helped over a million homeowners, and we want to help you. Call 1-888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. And WPRL 91.7 FM. Charles Edmond here with Braves defensive coordinator Cedric Thomas. We are coming to you from Jack Spinks Marino Casam Stadium up in our, <clears throat> excuse me, our network booth overlooking the field. 
630 coach, 21 to nothing all corner with Stephen F. 19 days from today at this time. <laughs> that was a little sneak peek of Stephen F. Austin, a team with 30 seniors. They got a terrific quarterback and a terrific receiver. You don't find very often a football team with 30 seniors. Nah, the coach has done a really good job. Um, and they play in a tough league. Um, we got a chance to you – know, we um, watch them a bunch. And, you know, we got a bunch of friends that's, uh, that is at UCA. Um, and they also play in Jacksonville State before we um, actually play them. So, um, you know, we doing our – getting all our information in and intel um, also behind the <laughs> scenes while we, you know, going against our offense. But, uh, you know, they got a really good program. Um, coach has done a really good job, really good players. Quarterback is a junior college kid. They can sling it around. Um, had um, Texas um, um, Texas Tech on the ropes. Got a dynamic wide out. I mean, about as good as I've seen in football. So we'll have our hands full, but we'll be up for the challenge. We're excited about it. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we roll along. All right, Coach, you, you're talking about your, your defense is it a four three or four two five? What do you what 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 is your defensive makeup? Your four two five, um, you know, and then we got a few toys, um, you know, to get to the three four, which is um, you know, Claude O'Chair losing and uh Santonio Rice. You know, those are guys when we kinda kick to the three four, those will be overhang linebackers, they can do multiple things. So uh, we'll be we're based out of four two five, um, but we'll also give you some um some three four looks, um, you know, and so that's kind of what we want to do. We got a lot of speed, um, you know, at the ends and at the at the linebackers, so we just wanna get that speed on the field. Talk about cheerless, Coach. He, he played a lot last year, you know, really a, a ball hawk all over the field. You know, um, when we first saw him, you know, I kind of thought he was a little tight, um, you know, uh, more of a true Mike. But, man, was I wrong. Was the whole coaching staff wrong? Because I, once I got everybody in, we actually took a pen and paper and we evaluated every kid that got a snap. And we sat there and looked at the assessment. But, man, to watch him play um, some defensive end and inside drill and, and pass rush, I mean, you're talking about great being, um, you know, really athletic, he's smart, and, and has a story. Um, so we was most definitely wrong um, with Claude. So we're going to put him a lot of places. Um, he makes us better. Um, he makes us better defensively. So we're going to, you know, play him to his skill set, but also help him get a shot, um, you know, to be able to, to have a chance to play on Sunday. So we won't just leave him at linebacker. He's on punt. You know, we'll have him um, at some defensive end um, just to help his skill set, you know, so scouts can see him play multiple things. But we're, we're excited about him. All right, so talk about some of those other guys in the middle. You know, we get old Mr. Webb back. You know, uh, Webb uh, was part of that uh, championship run. And, um, you know, fresh off of ACL, had to sit out. But, uh, man, he had a really, really good uh, 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 scrimmage, um, you know, to the point where, you know, he's running with the ones now. So it's good to see him move around with no brace. I told him, you know, the brace ain't on your leg, it's on your mind. Hey, you just got to go out there and play. You know, what, what God got for you, um, you know, this universe going to let you have. So just go out and have fun. So it's good to see him. Um, Terrence Ellis. Um, from Rice has really been playing well for us. You know, he understands the system. Real savvy kid, you know. Uh, Trevor James, man, I'm talking about, you know, he's kind of like the other Trevor I talked about. I wonder why he didn't play as much. But he is really flashed, you know, just immaturity, you know, had to grow up, take things seriously. Um, he has really helped us at the linebacker. Um, you know, Jaquiz Du is a animal, athletic, tough, um, Lauren Ryan transfer, um, physical kid at the linebacker, Malik Gaither. Um, you know, physically has really would be most improved for the summer. Um, those guys are, are probably deep as we ever been um, at the linebacker position. All of them know what to do. They physical, and um, you know when they they hit you, they they acting like you you owe them some money. Um, so we're excited <laughs> about those guys. All right, so now the back end. This is where it excites me because I thought you know with Keys and Kinsler, uh, hit man, and I'm representing the defense at at SWAC Football Media Day. Just as quiet as you want to be off the field, don't even know it. But then he makes a lot of noise on the field. So let's talk about that back end of the defense. You know, really excited about that group, um, you know, with K.J. kind of holding us down. He like the old man back there to kind of 
just sits there. We call him, uh, you know, he, he the old wise man. Um, he kind of gets everybody lined up, kind of give you that stare if you screw it up. Um, know just as much as us, you know, from a from a coaching standpoint. So he really helps them young guys develop. Um, you know, Tay Keys is having a wonderful camp. I mean, he is having a big-time camp. He was a kid that I recruited before uh, I left um, but had some injuries, um, just had to clean up some technical stuff. But he is having a big-time uh, a big time camp. And it also helps to go against C.J. and T. Mack every day. He's playing well. Rasul Muhammad, you know, my if I would pick out a Warren Gatewood, it would be him, um, a kid that's athletic out of Memphis, can run. Um, just got to understand what to do and why he's doing it, but can fly. Um, technique got to get a little better, but he really helps us. He's just learning what to do. Um, Derek Travis, he started a lot last year. Um, he's playing well, um, but he's really getting pushed with by uh, Napoleon Kaya. Northwest kids, you know how I feel about them junior college kids, uh, you know, Charles. Um, just, I mean, amazing. Had some big-time plays in the spring game, and he hadn't uh, let off a bit. He's playing his tail off. Um, Andrew Smith, um, junior college transfer from – um, Texas, a player, you know, uh, player. I mean, he's been sound. Um, I don't think he had, you know, blown a coverage technique as well, you know. Um, so those guys at the corner, um, as soon as we get old little Dabney, um, you know, back and rolling, you know, he has some issues uh, with an injury, but he's uh, practiced well a few days for us. You know, that's uh, what we're looking at on the outside. But I'm excited. We about as deep. I was talking to Gatewood um, on Sunday, and I'm um, just telling him, hey, I may not have not one more Gatewood right now, but I got to. A lot of depth, you know, some guys that can that can really play. And at the safeties, um, you know, Malcolm McGee, you know, he's going he's gonna to be electrifying, you know. Um, we just got to, you know, calm him down a little bit. Um, but you like the passion that he shows. He, he's a workaholic. You know, he leads the guys. He, he is seems a, to be a little more subdued. Than when yeah. I've seen him in practice, he doesn't, you, you yep. don't see that from him. Well, that, you know, and that's Coach, that's Coach Quinn and uh, Matt Brown. You know, that's the temperament. He don't need a coach like me. You know, I'm already <laughs> wired up. They got to kind of hone harness his because – when he get to join and he get to moving around, you know, mental start happening. So we just telling him you can still have fun, just have it inside yourself, you know, but not making mistakes because when he get riled up and he get going in the back end, it's just so technical. You know, you can't, you almost got to play it with no emotion because when you give up something, you got to, you know, next play, you know, um, and then when you make the play, you just got to, because some of these offenses, they'll let you get the hitch and then they'll give you the hitch and go. And then we crying, you know, uh, after the game. <laughs> so what you see is him of the leadership of Matt B., um, and Coach Quinn, um, you know, he probably would be jumping in that pond if I was coaching him because we'd just be too, <laughs> we'd be too wired up. But we love him to death. Put yeah. our arms around him and tell him how much we love him. He's gonna really, really help us. Um, you know, Miko Blunt played a lot last year. Um, that's kind of you know Coach Quinn's uh, switch arm and knife. He played some safety in the spring. Now he's kind of found that home at nickel, playing um, big time football. Um, we go go against some really fast guys um, on that offense, and he holds his own. Um, physical kid um, really like to see him uh, put his face on it he's doing a good job and you know the sleep is uh you know Robert McDaniel you know junior college kid about 6'3 um, about 185 he can do it all physical kid can run he can be tough he's smart he understands it um, you know so we're excited about those guys um, Melton Wallace at the safety junior college kid he has really been consistent um, you know he flashes he'll put his face on it he's physical um, just got to clean up some technique stuff and just understand the why uh, we're not putting them out there, Mr. Charles, if they can't tell us why they're doing what they're doing. You know, you know, we can't, we're just not coaching like that. You know, life is not going to let you go out there um, and perform in society without understanding, hey, when that light uh, turn red, it don't mean there's no police is showing or no cars coming. You got to stop. And so that's how we coaching um, these young men to get them to understand. And so he's a, he's a pleasant surprise. Um, he's going to help us, um, you know. And so, and then you got McCullough, T- um, Tavari McCullough, I mean, Coley, um, um, junior college kid that played, you know, from Collins, 
Long feels like he made a big-time play the other day where the offense had to come in our offense and say, man, that was a big-time play by McCullough. Um, and so we're excited about these guys, uh, Mr. Charles. We're about as deep as we ever been. Um, physical, all of them hit. You know, that's one thing I can say. You know, we won't be soft. You know, they don't turn it down. Um, we have to tell them to tag off and, hey, these are your teammates. But when they see blood in the water, um, you know, they're they going to hunt. And uh, we're excited. Coach Queen is doing a really good job, him and Matt B, with those guys um, at the nickels and the safety. So um, we're excited about it, uh, Mr. Charles. And then I, I left out the defensive ends. Uh, Santonio Rice, um, you know, had a really, really uh, four or five good games last year. He's going to really, I mean, just, you know, rush that passer. Uh, Malachi Bailey, a junior college transfer, is really, really good. He's going to help us. Physical kid, Charles Gonzalez. So that's kind of, you know, uh, who we are um, and just saw as far as the ends and the total defense. And we, we're excited about these young brothers. Right now, at this part in camp, which which unit do you think is, is, is really winning the day? Is it up front? We talked about that in the middle on the back end. Or is it all about even right now? Yeah, I think it's the, I think it's the, the linebackers. But out the D-line, um, only because they cheat. Because they get to get clawed at defensive end, he goes sack the quarterback, and then they say he with him. We do this deal with production points. Well, when he at defensive end, he sack the quarterback, the D-line get the points. <laughs> but when he a linebacker, he get all the tackles, the linebacker get the points. So I would say the D-line, um, you know, with Claude, I mean, being there doing that, but overall the linebackers, those guys, man, I mean, they they, they riding around getting it. You know? And so that's kind of where we are, which is a good thing. You start up front um, because they can keep it off us on the back end. We'll take care of everything that's in the sky. So you've been a part of championship teams here previously. Does this does this defense kind of remind you of some of those championship teams that we've had just a few years ago? That, you know, because I know you you called out names in the past, the blast from the past. I know you're good with that in the history. This defense is it comparable to some of the other championship teams that we've had over the last few years? It really is. Um, it's just different. Like I said, you don't you don't have a Gatewood, you don't have a Sterling Shipping. Um, but you got a lot, a lot of depth. You got a lot of good pieces, um, you know, and, and you got three nickels that can transition to play corners and safeties. They're athletic. You got, you know, you got Claude who can play Mike linebacker and play defensive end and rush the passer kind of like Trey did, um, you know, when he transitioned to defensive end. Um, you got a big-time run stopper, Devin Dawson's inside. So what I did, you know, even when I left and I went to, you know, the other school, um, you know, as I transitioned, you know, we just took that same format. And I said, is he good as him? Is he good as him? Is he good as him? And then we just kind of build the, the, the program as such. So looking at the young guys we got, we did the exact same thing because we always been vested in the program. So when we see a, um, you know, when you see a winning, you see a, 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 a Sterling Shepard, when you see a Mike Brooks, you know, you want to, okay, does he compare to him? Does he compare to him? And um, overall, I, I, I really believe in my core um, that we are good enough, you know, from a defense standpoint. And then I'm smarter. Um, doing it. I got some guys who've been around, um, you know, uh, Deion Robeson played here. He's smarter. All those guys are older, you know, Coach Quinn, they're smarter. I'm no longer the smartest one in the in the room. Jonathan Bradley been a coordinator. And those guys get it, you know, and so we bounce ideas off each other. And, you know, for me, you know, I'm excited because this is my, um, my second go around, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not as green as I was back then, um, you know, going to other schools and getting information and being able to put it together. But understanding the why, you know, I'd be a whole lot better. So what you you what you've been saying here it sounds like to me is that the depth of this defense is about as deep as you've seen in the, even in your previous stops. Is yeah, this what, the deepest defense that that you've had in other words. Oh, without a doubt. Um the, you know, on that championship run, you know, if something happened to Gatewood, you notice Gatewood went from corner to safety. Um just cuz we ain't had a depth, you know. And uh we had Ben Brooks out there limping on a bad knee. 
Um, you know, DeAndre Smith came in at corner, but that was it. You know, it was Cantu, DeAndre, and Juan Gatewood. That was it, you know. And so here we got at least five corners that I could put out there and play at a high level. Um, and that's, you know, testament to the guys that recruited. They brought good talent in, um, you know, and I've been around this league for a long time. Um, they are good enough. You know, you may not have that one NFL prospect at the moment, but you got a lot of pieces um, that can get it done. And so uh, by far, you know, just from a depth standpoint, this is probably one of the most defense, uh, depth um, enriched defenses I've been a part of. Of course, Coach Thomas has improved his staff, a whole new staff for the most part. He'll talk about that. He kind of talked about it a little bit a moment ago, so we'll get into that. We've got some questions, some texts, and some tweets to get to. And uh, we'll look forward to what we can expect here over the next week or so. Another scrimmage is coming up. We'll kind of reflect on the scrimmage that took place a couple of days ago. And uh, we'll talk about his staff and get to your questions. All that coming up inside Braves Athletics with defensive coordinator Cedric Thomas. We'll be back after this. Time out. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we provide more than $150 billion each year in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about money for college at studentaid.gov. I got it. I got it, too. Of course I got it. Did you get it? Still unsure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine? Get the facts. Sign up and get your vaccine today. And let's stop COVID in its tracks. It's on you. Learn about why other people like you got it and how you can get it at igotitms.com. This message is brought to you by the Jackson Heart Study Community Engagement Center. And the Mississippi SEAL Team. Charles Edmond here, our producer, Jamario Brooks. Glad you could join us here on the Braves Sports Network, 91.7 WPRL and WPRL.org. Once the season starts, the Braves Sports Network will be online, uh, 97.7 WMIS, 1240. Wherever you are on your financial journey, at Ameris Bank, we're with you. From setting up your new bank account. You're all set. To expanding your business's footprint, we're with you. From savings plans that advance college funds to graduation milestones worth celebrating. With every big step and baby step, we're with you all the way. Visit amerisbank.com slash with you and let's turn those money questions into financial peace of mind. Amerisbank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 2022 South Florida football season tickets are available now. Get all six home games, including BYU, Howard, ECU, Tulane, SMU, and UCF, starting at $99. Interest-free monthly payment plans are available. Get your season tickets before July 1st for an early discount. Call or text 1-800-GO-BOWLS to get your seats today. Or visit GoUSFBowlsTIX.com. AM, WTYJ in Natchez, and 90.1 WMPR in Jackson, the voice of the community in Jackson, a hundred thousand watch station. They've been a part of the Braves Sports Network since 1991. They'll be on board in 19 days from now. It's 6:47, 28 to three. All corn over Stephen F. At this point, at 6:48, 19 days from now, Cedric Thomas says the Lumberjacks will be on this field as we're looking uh, overlooking the field in 19 days. Coach, I'm adding to the score because I think our offense 
will be dynamic and defensively just want, listening to you break this thing down uh, a lot of a lot of pieces to be able to rotate in and out to be able to keep teams off balance yeah, you know we got to claim it. you got to put it in the universe Charles um, <laughs> you know, ain't no doubt alright so you you obviously coming in overhaul the defensive staff some familiar faces some experience talk a little about that you know, um, I couldn't do it without them. Um, you know, they they my everything. And I just text them out to the scrimmage. You know, I appreciate it. Um, you know, Coach Quinn, you know, you, everybody know our journey. We've been together pretty much everywhere. Um, you know, and, but to watch him grow and kind of maturate through this, uh, you know, through the coaching ranks. He was a coordinator that, you know, helped me at Mississippi Delta have the most winning wins in 25 years as a first-time coordinator. I mean, who would ever thought, you know, a defensive back coach to go – be on the offensive side of the ball in that really tough league and, and win five games, um, you know. And so that that's a testament to him and how he's a student of the game. Um, but he makes me work. He always, um, you know, asking ideas. He always, um, you know, plugging um, information in and really caring about the kids, you know. And um, Deion Robeson, he played on this field. You know, you can't tell him anything about, you know, Alcorn because um, he's been a part of it. You know, I watched him on this same field, Mr. Charles, uh, lose his mom, that preview game here. Um, and go play lights out because um, he wanted to be there for his brothers and to watch the brotherhood of them guys put their arm around him um, and tell them they love him and he go play out, play for his mom, man. It's really huge, um, you know, so he's been a part of the championship run. He actually one of those pillars that helped laid the foundation, you know, coming from Memphis and being a part of the other staff and then, you know, coming in, helping win championships. You know, he's doing a really good job with the linebackers um, and Coach Bradley, you know, who was just a coordinator. Um, T.C. Taylor kind of put him, you know, helped me uh, – you know, find his services. He was a part of that championship run at North Carolina Central. So he knows what it looked like. He knows what the Celebration Bowl entails. So his uh, championship pedigree does a really, really good job with the D-line. Asked him, did he want a D-in coach? He said, nope, he wanted all of them, you know. And so when you go watch him work, it's always organized, um, you know, and all of them fit together. But behind the scenes, you know, it's always, hey, how you doing okay? Um, you know, hey, do you need anything? You know, it's just that uh, that community that helped raise these young brothers. And so and then you bring Matt B., um, when you watch him on the sideline and enthused as he is and just self, I mean, un- unselfish, um, but know all the kids, you know. Um, and so, um, you know, one time it was just me and him in the building. And he was, uh, you know, didn't ask for nothing, didn't know if he was going to get paid and, um, you know, worked his tail off. And so it was only right, you know, for him to come on full time because he's been a part of it. Um, and so that staff, man, I couldn't do it without him. Um, you know, they in there walking through now. Um, and I ain't worried about anything because I know they know how to run it. Kids respect them. You know, we all speak the same language. We say all the time, if we in France, we got to speak French. Um, and that's what everybody <laughs> doing. Everybody speaking the same language. So it's uh, um, just, you know, really good community to be able to help these young brothers navigate through. Well, even in watching you as intense as you are just sitting here, you you look so relaxed and a little bit more at peace. Not saying you weren't, but just, you know, you're, you're, you're a father. You got married, you know, since, since, you know, over the last few years. And so your life has changed. So it, it's, you seem a little more cerebral, I guess, is is the question from your time here before. You know, the, the journey will put you on it. You know, I had some I had some some really d- tough days at you know at uh, UAPB. <laughs> you talking about a program that hadn't won much and just having to you know teach them and and, and show them. Um, but man, once they understood it, man, I'm forever blessed for having that opportunity. And uh, man, it was just it was a blessing to see them guys understand if you do it right. You know, and um, you work your tail off and, and don't take wooden nickels like my old man said. You know, you're going to be successful. And they were successful. Um, and to them guys text and call and now and go get jobs and, you know, in all different types of fields, you just sit there and say, you know, it was worth it. Um, and so seeing all that, 
but also kind of letting the reins go so the Coach Queens of the world, you know, can 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 develop and, and, and have some ownership. And, you know, Coach Bradley and all them guys that was over there, you know, that kind of helped me out a lot. And then, you know, you get to Southern Miss and then you say, okay, let's see what the big boys are. Let's see what the talk all about. And then you sit there and you say, that, you know, it ain't nothing we ain't doing, you know. Uh, maybe a, a lot more from, fi- from a financial standpoint, you know, it may be some things that they can do from that standpoint. But when you go in every stadium on Saturday, you're sitting there saying, Conceptually, you know, uh, in the SWAC, they're doing a lot of the same things. Um, and so uh, that's kind of kind of got me just kind of laid back, uh, you know, and really growing and understanding, um, you know, my mission and my vision that's associated with this uh, with this great game. And it's these young brothers. You know, everything I do is for them. And my wife, she helped me on the journey because it was some nights where I came home after losses that affected everybody. And um, she teaching me how to love and teaching me how to learn and not bring it home and shut it down. Um, and so when them, them good days came, um, you know, she was right there with me um, to just keep me humble and let me know it ain't going to always be like this, and it wasn't. And so I'm uh, forever indebted in her, um, especially that little 10-year-old I got. She flipping, she running around, <laughs> jumping. She don't care if it's wins or loss. She's just ready for Daddy to come home and, and let her do her flips and her gymnastics and all her dancing on the mat. So it's really been a good uh, transition for me. Well, I'm, I'm going <clears throat> to be honest with you, Coach. When, I, <clears throat> when, you, were, when you were at UAPB, and you went back home, and I know we talked during that time, like you're at home. And then what I read and heard that you had left there to go to USM. Now, I understand, you know, it's a move up, but I'm like, to leave a head coaching position to to go in, to an FBS at that level, and even though it's a higher level, but to I can understand if you were uh, head coach and then defensive coordinator at USM. But that that wasn't the case. I was really surprised. Was that just a situation where you just couldn't pass up that opportunity to be at that level? And of course, you are you're, you already knew Jay Hobson because he mm-hmm. was uh, the coach there. You know, for one, anybody that know me, it ain't about titles. You know, I, I could be the janitor as long as I can impact guys and be around this uh this great game and get paid for it. Uh, you know, and get compensated for it. That's Charles, I do it. So the head coaching thing for me. It never, you know, it never came in my mind um, because, you know, I was taught earlier that you're always a head coach. You know, you're the head coach of the defense or you're the head coach of, um, you know, the, the DBs, what comes with it, responsibilities one, but financially. Um, and so my biggest thing was I watched a lot of HBCU coaches um, and I talked to a lot of my mentors not had that chance. You know, you can sit there and you can say what it looked like in Conference USA or the Big 12 or the SEC or have some buddies, but until you get in there, that day-to-day grind, see what it's like, go to them stadiums for 10 or 12 games, you really don't know. And a lot of coaches don't have access to getting in them programs and understanding the why. Yeah, you go to the National Coaching Clinic and you hang with buddies and you hang out and get on the whiteboard, but you're not getting the meat of what's going on. And so my journey coming from junior college, you know, seeing all those guys come up and to watch how I grind and got myself in position to do it, you know, it was a no-brainer for me. Um, and the information and all the um, – you know, all the football things and also administrative things that I learned and to be able to sit in there. Um, it just let me know that, you know, if I'm blessed enough to have opportunity on that level, I could do that um, without a doubt. And I may not ever, but I know in my mind and my heart of hearts that I could do that. I could run a program um, as such. Um, and there's no knock to nobody or anyone. Um, but I know that because I've been there. There's a lot of guys that hadn't been there. They can just say what it's like. Or they can go to those games or they can come, um, you know, for a barbecue and a hangout. But I actually had opportunity to be in the meeting rooms to hear, you know, guys who had been coaching on all different types of levels from NFLs to, you know, Conference USA to, to the Pac-10. And not saying they're smart or not. It's just a different type of football and different type of conceptual stuff I was blessed with. So, for me, it was a no-brainer um, to be able to just, okay, one, I wanted to see. Let's see what, you know, quote-unquote, the big boys um, was doing. And so, uh, 
it, it, it you know, for me it was like, okay, um, it was a good opportunity. But there's some guys on this level that's also doing what they're doing. Um, so it just solidified me to be able to say, hey, you know, um, there's a lot of coaches on this level that need that opportunity. Um, they just don't have the network. That's all it is. Um, you know, if you don't know them, then um, you don't get that opportunity. It ain't that you ain't, you're not good enough. You can have all the numbers you want. Them guys ain't picking the phone up and calling you because you're leading the nation in this or leading the conference in this. You're going to have to have established uh, establish a relationship with someone that's going to, when you get in that room with 12, 13 different coaches, he can vouch for you. And that's what it's all about. And Coach Hop did it for me. Um, had a great product. And, um, you know, when he called me, you know, it was a no-brainer um, for me to go be able to be at the table with them guys and see what the fuss was about on that level. And then you go against, you know, uh, the quarterback from Liberty that's in the NFL and you see them quality athletes day in and day out. But you also see some guys from this league that can play in that league, i.e., you know, Quinterius Cole. He leave, you know, go have a really good career and um, a really good year in Louisville. Um, so that was really a blessing for me. So, um, Mr. Charles, for me, it was more like uh, it was more of a personal um, growth um, to be able to go do it. And if I had to do it again, I'd do it. Um, and I love UAPB. You know, like I said, that place saved my life. Um, you know, and so it was a great opportunity. I left it better than the way I got it. And, um, you know, I had no regrets. And then you go from USM. Then you, you go to the JUCO ranks. So, you go from, <laughs> so you, you've oh, been man. at the JUCO level. Uh, the FCS level, the FBS level. So talk about that experience going from, the, as they say, the creme de la creme, the <laughs> FBS level, F, FCS obviously where we are, the Southwestern Athletic Conference and Alcorn State University, and then JUCO. Man, talk, you, talk a little bit about that. You know, if, if, I, wouldn't, if I hadn't been a part of it um, as a player and coaching there for eight or nine years, I would have went crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but – I've been a part of it. I'm a JUCO guy, um, you know, and I always stayed uh, in touch with Coach Tatum when he was there and Larry Williams. So we always recruited those guys from those schools. But, you know, Coach Williams coached me. And so for me, you know, it was an opportunity uh, for me to come back and, and kind of prove and break the myth that those guys in the Delta ain't smart enough. We're doing some of the same schematic stuff that we're doing here. And them guys picked it up. Um, they, they do um, have the mental uh, capacity to be able to learn. Um, you might not have all the resources, but we got PVC pipe. We duct, some, duct taped some things together and made it work. Um, and just to see them guys sit in that dorm, Mr. Charles, you know, it's three to a room, um, you know, with bunk beds. And them guys ain't complaining. They staying in the field house. They working because all them want to do, they want to get to Alcorn. They want to get to um, Grambling. They want to get to UAPB. They want to get to Southern Miss, you know. And so it wasn't no whining, no complaining. They was just working. And then they seeing my resume, Coach Quinn, and all the guys we had with us. So they hanging on to every thread of them. We had a couple guys uh, sign with Georgia State, you know, go to some um, some HBCUs. And so, um, but to see them have success and do it right with limited resources. Um, you know, your library don't have to be as big as other libraries, but it's still books in there. You still got to use the information. You know, bricks and mortar don't build relationships. You know, they just brick and mortar. You got to go in. You got to build relationships. And those guys did it, um, you know. And so I was so excited um, about them young brothers. And um, like I said, again, you know, we left the place better. Then when uh, when we got there, and uh, you know, so shout out to Dr. Jackson for giving me the opportunity to impact my community around there, and uh, you know, now I'm here. Thank you, Coach Mack. The Trojans of Mississippi Delta Community College. You're five and five. Five three, and four. Five and four. Yep. Okay, five and four. Three and three in the in the was it district mm -hmm. division in the division in, yep. in, in the division. And um, just reading some of the comments on on social media, people were commenting like, you know, they hate that you left. You know, congratulations on the next stop, which is here. But you were on the road of turning things around there. Yep. You know, and um, 
you know, just an opportunity I couldn't let go. Um, I did what I had to do there to get that place up and running to show them, hey, with limited resources, you could be successful. But long term, Mr. Charles, you know, limited resources just stay limited resources. You know, you got to invest in them young brothers and to see them not have certain things was just disheartening to me um, because I didn't know how long it was going to be. Um, and so um, I stay in touch with them and tell them, hey, look, just, hey, you know, keep chopping wood, keep working. Um, but my journey, you know, was destined by somebody that, um, you know, bigger than me. And so when I had opportunity, um, I talked to Coach Mack, you know, it was a no-brainer, you know, and I, I pretty much begged him, um, you know, if I had opportunity, you know, I feel about this place, uh, you know, I, I wanted to be a part of it, um, you know, and then sometimes you can't um, write your own destiny, you know, it's already written. And so it was a blessing for me to come back. Um, I had one person I had to win over, and that was that 10-year-old. She was nine <laughs> at the time. And she wasn't going. She had a dance team, um, you know, in in Indianola, and they was winning big championships and stand battles. And I'm a, a stand battle dad and dance dad. And <laughs> she said she said no at first, and I was like, all right, let me give about four five more days. I hope Comac don't call today. <laughs> and um, Hair Brown got a daughter, um, and Tia, they best friends. And that's one thing about social media now. Back in the day, she would have had to get on the phone and call on the house phone. <laughs> but they already, you know, on Snapchats and 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 and, um, and, and Roblox and all that. So she, they talking to each other like I'm finna come back. And um, she came and told me she said, Dad, I, I want to do it. And my wife started a cheerleading team. Uh, I mean, a dance team right in uh, Port Gibson. It had never been done. They actually just won some trophies and placed them um, in Biloxi over the weekend so she got a chance to dance uh with her mom my mom doing a great job my wife has established that and so once they you know gave me their blessing to transition it was easy it was pack up man let's roll i don't care where we got to stay you know uh one thing about mine hey they're gonna ride for the cause and um so it's been a blessing and we're excited about it you know there, there's this whole thing about juco you know i mean players want to go from high school to old miss all corn but then is this when, when they wind up at mississippi delta or gulf coast or Kapaya, uh, 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 Colin, wherever it may be, there's kind of a, a dig there. What You just were in that experience. What can you share with us about that? that is that a misnomer? Is that a mistake? Uh, just talk about that a little bit. You know, it's, it's just education, you know, at the end of the day. And, I, you know, I, if I may ruffle some feathers, I really don't care about it um, just because I've been a product of it and I've been around some good people. But if you're around good coaches that's about the development of these young brothers, and it really don't matter if you win or lose because if they're graduating and they going to play at Division One or Division Two schools with degrees, then you're winning. But if you're you got a two million dollar budget and you getting X amount of millage, and you just beating everybody because you hoarding all the players, and then they don't graduate, and then all of a sudden you you know you won't let them re- you won't release them or, um, you know they just don't get a chance to play. Then now they got to take out loans to go to school, you know, and and, and that's unfair. I um, mean, there's some really good coaches in that league that care about them kids. That's gonna make sure they call coaches and put their highlight tapes. But there's a lot of coaches in that league. They just want to win, and so what they do is say, "Well, uh, I'm gonna take all of them, so Mississippi Delta won't get them, or Oklahoma won't get them, or East Central won't get them, or Southwest won't get them, and then um, we'll just keep them. And then they don't play them, and then they won't release them. And now all of a sudden, the kid, you know, for some, this all they got." You know, um, I was one of those. It was just I thought football go to the NFL, um, but then that that doesn't happen. And you know, football pays um, for education for us. I just stayed in school long enough, child, that they just say, "Man, you ain't got no more class to take," because uh, I'm a first generation graduate. So I didn't know you passed 120 hours. My mom couldn't tell me about that, um, and so I was a product of it. And I can speak firmly about it. When you get the coaches to do it right, and it's about development, and it's about these young brothers going in, getting their education, getting an opportunity to play at whatever level. That's fine. But here you got a kid who got grades, who's academic qualified, that has offers, 
but just to get somebody on the phone to call him and say, hey, look, this school wants you. We need you to come go to this junior college because he got a buddy that may be a graduate assistant or a student assistant there. And then the kid like, okay, this coach said I got a chance to go to this school. So he go to junior college with a four-year um, education on the table from a lot of schools. And, you know, some it work out for, but it's a low percentage um, that doesn't. And then they end up calling us back or call them same one AA school back. And so well, that's the disappointing part. Um, the junior college system, when it's done right and you got some really good coaches that care about the kids and, um, and doing things the right way, you know, it, it's really successful. But, you you know, it's just like anything else I posted the other day. There's not one subject area that floats this universe that everybody's going to agree. So whether you did agree to disagree, you know, it is what it is. And so we just try to educate the parents. That was my whole thing. I didn't want kids to come on their visit by themselves. I wanted young adults with their parents so we can talk to them about um, the transition because a lot of times the parents don't know. Yeah. And as uh, my buddy Emmanuel Barnes always says, if you don't know, you don't know. That's it. Yep. We're going to take a break right here. We got your questions and comments and your texts and tweets. Good stuff here from Cedric Thomas. Uh, another scrimmage coming up as the season opener is 19 days away. Stephen F. Austin will be here. We'll take a break. We'll be right back after this here on the Brave Sports Radio Network. The Old Country Store is a proud supporter of Oakland Braves football. For the best in down-home cooking like Grandmama used to do, you need to stop one by. The Old Country Store and see Mr. D and his staff. You'll be glad you did. I'm getting hungry just by talking about him. The Old Country Store is open daily for dining or carry out. And when you go by, tell Mr. D you heard of WBRL 91.7 FM. The Old Country Store is located at Highway 61 in Lorman, Mississippi. Look for the marquee picture of Mr. D holding that famous fried chicken. And when you go by, ask him to sing the grandmama song. That's the Old Country Store open for business. The Old Country Store is a proud supporter of All Court Braves football. And remember to please be safe. All right, welcome back. We are coming to you from Jack Spinks Marino Castle Stadium up in our radio booth overlooking this beautiful field on this beautiful day on this beautiful campus as we talk defense with defensive coordinator Cedric Thomas. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. If you want to know a lot about uh, SWAC stuff, there's a there's a lot of podcasts <clears throat> out there, and there's one called SWAC and a Fool, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, this uh, young man, GSPN, has a couple of questions, Coach, from the text line, 601-301-2611. He wants to know, uh, is the roster set, or will there be any last-minute players coming in? You know, right now, that's pretty much it, um, you know, unless something drastic happen, um, you know, right now. It's just putting any kid at such a disadvantage with, with so much depth, you know, and having to learn the system, um, you know. And so right now we kind of pretty much set, you know, unless something uh, drastically happen, uh, God forbid. But right now it's pretty much uh, it's what we got. He also wants to know how the pass, rusher, the pass rushers are looking. We, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Hey, hey, if G, I think you was at the scrimmage. I think we was, uh, you know, 4 for 13 on third down. Um, you know, we're going to be better. Um, we're going to really get a – Rice is really humping the edge. And now with us being able to put Claude at defensive end and Malachi Bailey, um, you know, and, and Tyler Smith, you know, we got some guys that can hunt um, off the edge. Um, so we're really excited about that part of it, um, you know. So we'll, we'll be able to get some, some pressure on the quarterback. You had your scrimmage a couple of days ago. What what impressed you about that scrimmage? 
you know, um, just efficient. You know, our whole deal is we wanted to be efficient, you know, and, and I think we had our first uh, MA um, probably about play, you know, 31, 32. Um, which is really good when you're playing with a lot of yeah, Miss Assignment. Okay. Um, you know, when you when you got when you're playing a lot of different bodies, um, you know, yeah, you're gonna get you know, some guys gonna catch balls and they're gonna make plays. They recruit and get good players too. But we just wanna, you know, do it right, you know, longer than they do and be more efficient doing it. So, um overall, you know, we, we had a lot, a lot of really positive plays. Um offense did a good job going against that offense this fast. They made some plays, but efficiently wise, we was really, really efficient. I think maybe in seventy five plays with the guys that's we we didn't expect to uh, play. I think we might have had two MAs. Um, you know, Tay Keys made some big plays down on the third down. You know, big uh, big catch. I mean, a uh, big pass breakup after he gave the catch up. You know, and uh, uh, 33, you know, Mr. Webb, man, it was good to see him back running around without that brace on for a long time. Um, we shut KJ down early, but those guys really played at a high level. And so, uh, you know, we excited about it. Um, you know, we just want to be efficient. I know they're tough. I know they'll run and can hit. But can we be efficient and not screw it up? In um in a four hour time block, and if you have to go to five hours in no time or it's a delay, you know, we still be able to do it, and so well uh, we accomplished that. So with this scrimmage behind us, is is this kind of the dress rehearsal, or is it more so the next scrimmage which is coming up? You know, this one was more you know pieces like we tell them right now. You know, there's no one defense, two defense. We just got a bunch of parts. You know, we call it a savage yard. So now we're just getting an alternator from here, spark plugs from <laughs> over here. We're getting some rotators over here, um, steering wheel over here, and we're going to put this whole vehicle together. And so that was kind of the, the making model of what we saw uh, on Saturday. We know what kind of vehicle we can ride and we can drive how fast we go if we're going to let the window down. But I'm- 2022 South Florida football season tickets are available now. Get all six home games, including BYU, Howard, ECU, Tulane, SMU, and UCF, starting at $99. Interest-free monthly payment plans are available. Get your season tickets before July 1st for an early discount. Call or text 1-800-GO-BULLS to get your seats today. Or visit GoUSFBullsTIX.com. When you switch to Frontier Gig Service, you don't have to worry about your internet dropping out at the worst possible times. And you can talk to friends and present in work meetings without sounding like this. Seriously, no more of that nonsense. Change to fiber. Change to better. Upgrade to Frontier Gig Service on our 100% fiber network for $69.99 and get a $300 Visa reward card on us. Exclusive offer for qualified households only. Go to Frontier.com slash FL Fiber for complete offer details. Service is subject to availability and all applicable terms and conditions. Um, out the window, let the sunroof back, pull uh, the, the, the seat back. That's on the guys, how much they know, how much they study, how much they learn. Or we'll keep two hands on the steering wheel. Hey, we'll look like uh, driving Miss Daisy and put that seatbelt on anyway, and we're just going to roll it on through. Um, and so that's kind of what, uh, you know, this scrimmage entail. Um, the ones coming up Saturday is just more about situational stuff. You know, we got to get Claude in some situations. We got to get Trevor, um, you know, in some situations. We got to get, you know, KJ playing some outside linebacker rushing and stuff to, so he can get some – um, some some things on tape, you know, to kind of help with the NFL guys. And so it's more situational stuff that will come up this Saturday. Uh, from the Twitter feed, you can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. Edgar Grayer tweets, Coach, are, are you confident in the additions on your defensive line? Yeah, yeah, I'm really, I really am. Um, and I wouldn't say it if I hadn't kind of seen a lot of games last year, you know, watched the tape. And everybody recruiting, everybody got really good players. Um, we won't have, like I said, just one – world beater um dawson is is a big time kid that can help us if he stay healthy but we got a lot of good pieces um that'll keep us from just getting mauled over 
and um, just kind of ran over, um, you know. And so that's kind of – and that's based on our recruiting class compared to everybody else's because um, I saw the Valley and FAMU game. I saw the UAPB and FAM game. Um, you know, so I've been around to kind of look at the personnel um, of a lot of teams in conference. So, you know, I think we'll uh, we'll match up well. So when you when you look at it, you, you know, you, you said you kept up with what was going on last year. You know, what, what did you see last year? You know, just depth. You know, guys got hurt. Um, you know, they did a really good job of getting bodies in, but it was just one of them crazy years where, um, you know, they were just banged up up front. You know, you look, you see, um, you see Gamble in one game, or you see, um, uh, you see, um, 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 Ren in one game, and then you don't see him for another two games. And so them guys were just hurt up front. The big kid from uh, Miami was was really good up front, and the kid from uh, 38 from Louisiana Monroe. You see Chris Monroe, um, you know, he kind of limped around, and they just got banged up. It was just one of them weird years. Um, so talent-wise, it was, it was good enough. Um, they just got, you know, the injury bug bit them up front, and we all know how important it is up front, you know, on the D-line when you're talking about um, having quality depth and also, uh, you know, letting the foundation lay um, with the guys up front. So that's the biggest thing I saw. You know, Coach did a good job of um, doing, what he, doing what he can and maxing out what he had. So I always talk about recruiting, and you, you, know, you always want to continue to build. So, you know, what's the recruiting landscape? Uh, I think Coach Radden was saying a couple of weeks ago that now you're starting to look at 2023 at this at this point. So, what are you what are you looking at wants and needs as you kind of roll forward here? You know, always uh, big time pass rushers. You know, um, the watch Terry, the Terry Winnisons of the world. Uh, you know, you want them kind of kids, the Mike Brooks of the world. Um, so you always want you know big time pass rushers and also inside guys. You just can't find enough bodies. Um, you know, walking walking this earth, man, because if they big and they got grades, you know, the big boy scooping them up. Um, and so we want to, you know, have uh, some girth inside to be able to, to get some guys in here. But also, you know, we know we got to coach them up. You know, they don't all, always come ready-made, so we got to do a good job from an evaluation you know, standpoint and using our resources. Um, but it always start up front. And then uh, DBs, you know, we got, uh, you know, got some guys committed. Um, on the back end, just got to get bigger. You know, I like the, I like the corners. Um, you know, right now we just kind of small. Um, we know how how the skilled guys in this league, man, they massive, and they, they had some big-time jump balls with uh, CJ, so they holding their own. We got to get big on the back end, just at the corner spot. And, um, you know, linebacker, like I said, we got plenty plenty depth right there. So it's D-line and, uh, you know, corners. So it, it, on, as we continue on the recruiting front, it, it's been different, obviously, you know, building a program or building a, a, a roster, building a unit. You know, it, the old guard of building a program, you get a bunch of freshmen, let them grow up together. You know, we, we you know, that's kind of the old school. I'm, I'm a dinosaur, and I, I'm kind of had that way of thinking. But I've been told, man, those days are gone. Now you got the transfer portal. I mean, obviously you got the JUCO route. You have, you know, and so what? What is it like for high school freshmen right now in terms of trying to get an opportunity when, you know, scholarships are being held back because of the transfer portal, and you know, you want to, you know, the quick fix, as people say. I mean, what what are your thoughts on on that? You've been a head coach, obviously, in this conference. And the pressure to win and to try to be successful right away and trying to build a team, build a unit, whether it's freshmen, whether it's JUCOs, whether it's a transfer portal, how do you look at that as you try to put all the, all those ingredients in a bowl? You know, if, if, if you got to gauge administration. You know, uh, if your AD and your president talking about win, then, hey, high school kids ain't going to win. Um, that's on any level. You look at any level, you're not finding a lot of high school kids um, that's, that's ready to play um, right now. So you got to hit the – you got to hit the transfer portal, um, you know, but you got to get the right ones. You know, they got to be the cultural fixtures because if you go get individuals that's not coming to be a part of something, then they'll think they're the something. And then you get, you know, get conflicted, 
reviews by the kids who've been laying the foundation. You got fifth year, sixth year seniors who have laid the foundation for the place, but you get these new guys coming in and thinking, hey, it's about me. Hey, they recruited me from this school, and I had some stars by my name, so, hey, I get first dibs on something, and that's kind of slapping the face to the guys who really laid the foundation who've been here through the good and bad times. So you got to find the right fit. You know, for us, we want the right kid to fix whether he got stars, no stars, you know, is he our kind of kid, you know, that ain't going to, you know, get out here in the wilderness and and, and say, okay, well, I got to leave. I got to be in the city. It's got to be fast. Um, but somebody that's going to, um, you know, understand the agriculture, you know, standpoint and, and, and the family aspect, um, but just have, you know, that, that bloodline of what we looking for, you know, to be here. And then you got to get, um, you know, you got to get a couple of high school kids to develop them. You know, they might not play right off, um, but you also can have them um, to, de- to develop in, in almost a farm system because, you know, Javon Marson, you know, true freshman, you know, um, All-American, Juan Gatewood, you know, um, K.J. Kinsler, them guys was, you know, coming in. So you need them guys in the program um, because if not, then, you know, it's just going to be a bunch of individuals because you won't have anybody that can talk to anyone about the culture because if you're two in and you're gone, you know, them guys ain't really vested, you know, as such as a guy who's been in, on that bus ride, on that plane for four or five years. And so that's the tricky part to – you know, yeah, you want the skill set and you, you want the attributes, but you also got to have the right fit. And, uh, man, Coach Mack has really done that to come in and have, you know, like I said, we probably only had two additions in the summer. You know, all the junior college kids and transfer kids, we had we had the whole spring with them. So that was huge um, to be able to get them at mid-year. And so um, that's kind of, you know, how I foresee, uh, you know, developing a program and, um, you know, and watching Coach Mack and see how he kind of does it. It's that exact same way. You know, it just has to be the right fit. We're not getting kids just because – you went to this school and you got stars by your name. You know, um, you got you to gotta fit and you got to want to be here. So, Coach Thomas, you know, when you look at what, what's happening right now with, with the league the way it is right now in the SWAC, uh, and when you left the first time, we were on a roll. I mean, we had won six straight division titles. We didn't get there in our first year in the West. And I know Coach McNair's hungry to get back to where we need to be. And I'm sure that's been talked about on this field as well and in practice getting back to where we need to be in terms of the Western division is wide open. I mean, I don't know if you follow the West that much. I mean, you know, obviously Eric Dooley was at Prairie View. Now it's Southern and uh, obviously trying to, you know, get, you know, get a quarterback. They have a kid from Hines, a transfer McCray will probably be starting against the Florida Memorial in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, you got body at Texas Southern who's getting rave reviews. You're Farmers Place, UAPB, I mean, we were down 26-7 to and came back and won that game, and I don't think Doc Gamble's looked the same since. <laughs> I think that, that took a lot of the wind out of their sail, but, you know, they're going to be hungry. Yep. Prairie View's the Western Division champs. Nobody's talking about them. Hugh Jackson, uh, the rumor rumor is he, he might have six quarterbacks on his roster Ain't right enough. now, trying to try, and they had their little fan day the other day. But the West is wide open, and so to get going, to get it started, to get off to the right foot, you know, you got uh, obviously Stephen F., you got Tulane, you got McNeese, and then on this field, our conference opener against UAPB. If we can get off to a good start there and get through those first three and, and really play well defensively, coming up with turnovers and flying around, you know, we could be uh, in for something special. Yep, you know, and that's what uh, that's what we want to do. You know, we we taking it one game at a time, one day at a time, you know, just from a practice construction standpoint. But we're also getting them to understand the history and the tradition you know, the place, you know, it's, it's championship, you know, it's championship and not just, uh, you know, East and Western uh, championship, you know, it's national championship, it's celebration bowl. That's the mission and the vision. So we've really been heavy on KJ and uh, Webb and all those guys who've been a part of it um, to be able to help and let these guys know that, hey, look, 
you know, this is the championship pedigree, but this is the work ethic you got to put in to be able to get it. You know, just can't talk about it. You can't watch the old YouTube videos. You got to get out here and work, you know, and you got to, you got to get to the football. You got to be disciplined. You got to do all the things right off the field. And, and you have a couple breaks here and there. Um, you know, things are, things are lined up for us. So we're excited about the journey. Um, and I wouldn't want to have another group to be able to go on this journey, uh, you know, with us. So we're excited about it. Me and Elliot, you know, we do a lot of, a lot of things together with the coaching staff. We fellowship as well. And, and so does the, the, the team. And so uh, we're excited about it. Good. Just got a text coach really enjoying the, the, the interview here. And he could tell that uh, why you and Coach McNair work so well together. I mean, obviously the camaraderie is there in your previous stint here. Uh, question is, what would you say is the biggest difference in your defensive style of play as, as opposed to when you were here before? I'm smarter. Um, you know, you, you think um, I had never been a coordinator before. Um, I actually was going to take that trip with, uh, you know, with, with Coach Hopkins Southern Miss, and Coach Mack gave me an opportunity, you know, um, at the – the coaching, I mean, at our recruiting dinner. I had never thought about it being a coordinator in my life. Um, I'm in all the meetings, and I understand it, but when he told me that, it threw me for a loop. And so I'm like, okay. And then when I, I looked at the bag, like the kids say, I'm like, I ain't going nowhere. I'm, uh, I'm staying put. Um, but I'm smarter. Um, I understand the game. Now I was young, um, you know, just on this level. I had been coaching on a junior college standpoint, but really didn't understand the why. Um, and so now I understand some whys. Um, and then I got, you know, some smarter guys around me that um, can kind of help and navigate me through some things that I don't just get tunnel vision in. And so the biggest thing for me is I'm smarter um, and I'm also, um, you know, more lenient as far as the coaches are letting them have input um, and letting them have say-so and take ownership in it. And so that's just been the growth um, and development, you know, for me. And so uh, I'm excited about it. Some really good coaches in this league. Really good players, um, you know, and I'm excited to line up against them and, um, you know, let this thing uh, unfold how it may. Well, when you were here before, obviously we had a 10-team league, and now we got a 12-team league with the addition of Florida A&M and Bethune-Cookman. Bethune-Cookman will be here in November, a uh, team that won their first game against us, and that was a very painful day in Daytona, to uh, say the least. So, you know, just, just give us your thoughts on, Florida A&M and, and Bethune-Cookman coming into the league. You know, one of the big games early in the season will be Florida A&M, Jackson State, Miami. I, what I didn't know is that uh, FAMU in week zero plays North Carolina the week before they play Jackson State. So that'll be a lot of conversation there. Uh, just just give us your thoughts on uh, FAMU and Bethune-Cookman. You, you, you love SWAC history. You always talk about that. And now the SWAC has two more members with Bethune and FAMU. Just, just, just give us your thoughts. You know, I know Coach Sam, just my frat brother. Um, and when I got opportunity to get the seat, you know, a lot of them guys reached out to me. And they kind of mentored me, um, you know, through it. And so he's doing a really good job. Actually, my quarterback uh, that we had at Delta, Jalen Jones, he's he's there. Um, you know, and they always did a good job of coming into junior college. They got a couple ends from Kahoma and a couple kids from um, this area or this junior college. So they've really done a good job of kind of stamping the imprint um, inside of Mississippi from a junior college standpoint. And, you know, coached them do a good job. Uh, and they actually had our transfer quarterback, Shannon Patrick, um, you know, to start a couple games. And so, um, you know, his speed in Florida, um, you know, coached them do a really good job. He had some um, coaching um, staff changes with the OC and a couple more spots. So we expect them guys uh, to play at a high level. And, you know, Willie, when they played Valley, he actually stopped at Mississippi Delta and did his pregame um, things um, at, my, at my place. And I had a chance to speak to the kids. You know, we brothers. Uh, we might not talk that every day. Um, but just to see him grow and, and develop and, and maturate through here 
it just gives all us hopes that we're able to do it. And he's always been that same person. Um, and so I'm excited. I watched Dave Valley game um, last year. I saw the UAPB game. Um, he just does a great job, uh, you know, developing, always on cutting edge offensive stuff. Um, so you're always peeking to kind of see what's the what's the new latest thing because he's one of them guys that didn't have swag ties. You know, he might have been at Florida and been close to to fam, but, you know, you're talking about Clemson, Citadel. So Coach has some relationships that he could go and get stuff. Uh, from Middle Tennessee is one of the youngest OCs, uh, you know, in the, in the game. You know, he was getting access to some stuff that a lot of SWAT coaches wasn't getting. And so what you saw when he got here was kind of that. But, you know, I was always, and he'll tell you, I was always sliding over in that office, <laughs> uh, you know, to, to try to pick his brain and get some stuff. And one of my um, memorable moments is when we beat him here. Um, you know, they, they beat us as my first time as a coordinator, first year there, and we beat him right on this field. And, and that was one of the one of the biggest moments of my life. And he, you know, pat me on my back and, you know, told me he was proud of me. So he's going to do a good job there. Um, and so it's just exciting to see the crossover. Um, you know, we know how these conferences are and the history of it. Just to see them guys come in and be a part of it is really a blessing. And when you were here before, we were just the talk of the conference. I mean, because we won six straight division titles, celebration, bowl appearances, and and all that stuff. And now it's just so wide open. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen on any given Saturday in the Southwestern Athletic because there's just so many good teams, yeah. so many good coaches. You've got the uncertainty at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you have new coaches and new quarterbacks to that, you know, continuity, yeah. I think that that's the one word. Is can, can you make that same deal as far as defensively? Which which staffs defensively can can get that continuity thing going early in the year with the tough games like what we've got with Tulane and Stephen F. and McNeese, the continuity on the defensive side of the ball, is that just as important? Oh, it really is. I mean, you know, because you go to a staff and, you know, you might have one guy with you that kind of knows it like you knows it, but then you're sitting there with, with three or four guys who you got you to coach coaches. So that's taking away from time from coaching the kids. So I got to coach the coaches and then I got to, hope to keep coaches go and, and, and speak the same language like we talk about being in France and speaking French. And so that, that takes a that takes a toll. Um and so you gotta have that camaraderie and you could have a guy on the staff that might not have see it the same way. Um, you know, and you might not have hired him when you put in certain situations. And so all that plays a part but nobody talks about it. Um and that's why I got the guys I got with me. Because we work together, we've been in that foxhole, um, we grind together, everybody know um, you know, likes and dislikes, limitations and capabilities and so um, I got to find a say. However, when they got great ideas, you know, I let them script, you know, X amount of plays even for the scrimmage, you know, and um, they called it, I called it. And so, um, you know, so having that continuity just from a coach's standpoint, Mr. Charles, is really huge. It's almost, um, you know, more important than just the kids um, because everybody has to say the same thing. You know how kids may be them 18, 19-year-old brains, man. I tell you, they'll try to cut a corner in a minute. <laughs> and um, if you got somebody that, you know, ain't on the same page, even from a coaching standpoint, you could be in trouble. So here we are. You had your first scrimmage. Um, classes will be starting next week. What are some of the things now that you're honing in on in terms of, you know, you're practicing in the mornings, just kind of things will change a little bit because you're the only crew on campus for a couple of weeks. Now the band is here, students are coming in, dorms open up on Wednesday. So now things change a little bit. So what's what's the schedule like this week and when is the next scrimmage? You know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go at it um, on Saturday. And so we just just oversaturate the kids with doing the right things, you know, when we're not looking. That's that's what discipline entails. You know, it's easy when you're with us, you know, for four or five hours, but are you going to do the right things in the dorm? And that's actually – what a championship um, is built, you know, and that's where it starts. And some, one thing about this place, when our kids get done, they all jump in the car and they all go to the cafeteria together. You know, they don't go to the north side and the south side or go across town. 
they really get a chance to fellowship and hang out with each other and, um, you know, talk about, you know, things and build that camaraderie. And so we just want them to know, you know, the leaders to sit there and, hey, look, we got to stay tunnel vision. we got to stay locked in, you know, and we got to make great decisions. Um, but also, hey, look, we got business to handle, you know. And my thing to them is it's easy when you're just secluded. And I always talk about, you know, this from a standpoint I got to – a lot of really good friends that, that's, that's been incarcerated and, and been out, and they're doing really, really well. But that time that they sat in that cell, it was like, you know, Coach, man, I really got a chance to just clear my head, you know. Um, and I got to keep the same mindset when I get out because then the variables change. There's so many influences coming all different walks of life, and so they don't always stay on the straight and narrow. So what I'm trying to get the kids to understand is fine when we're secluded and we're off to ourselves. But when the variables change, we're talking about that thermometer, um, you know, are you going to set the gauge to say, hey, look, I'm not going to indulge in that because I have something bigger and better. Or am I going to just fall into that and just be a part? And then we got to look at that other sideline and say, well, I hope they've been doing the same thing. So it's close. Or, hey, I know I haven't been doing it. I'm going to stay steadfast in the, in the conviction and I'm going to do it the right way. And so um, that's what it's going to boil down to. So we, you know, we over um saturate them with understanding how hey, you got to be disciplined do the right thing focus on the task at hand and um you know don't let the variables dictate how you move coach finally how good can this defense be we got 19 days before we start and uh, the grind of the swack how good can this deep how good is this defense now and how good can it be you know right now we still got some we got some ways to go um you know and, and the good thing is we go against a really really good offense it's fast offense line are powerful you look at cj on one side you got one who I call one Julio because he gets you drunk with all the moves he be doing. Um, you know, you got Terrio. You know, we go against some really good guys, and them backs are second to none. They in that Ragsdale category. They in that Delance Turner category, Aaron Baker category. They that. So we go against some really, really good um, good players, and coach do a really good job offensively. That's why they always, you know, in the top echelon. And so uh, to hear him come over and just say, you know, hey, coach, these pitches look really good. This gives us problems. Hey, this going to be, you know, this going to really work. And it's always, um, you know, him, him giving us positive feedback. So um, we're not there yet by a long shot, but we got opportunities. We got the pieces. Um, we can stay healthy. And, um, you know, I think we'll put on a good show. Uh, the Braves coaching box is to our left. Are you going to be upstairs or are you going to be on the field? I'm going to be on the field. <laughs> What's yeah. your, what is your philosophy? Because some coordinators are up, some are down. Well, as a DB coach, I got to look in their eyes. Them little dudes, they be lying, Charles. You know, some of them, they, you know, they won't always tell the truth. And so it's different when you can look in the defensive back eyes and you know he even bit off a little bit more that he can chew. But you get a feel for his spirit and him in the game or is he, coach, you know I ain't got no business out here now. If you keep putting me out here, that's on your, that's your fault. And so uh, that's why I like being on the field, just to kind of the back end, the most important part, because if we screw it up, the band playing for the other team. So I want to look in their eyes to make sure – um, I can talk to them, and it's different coming through a headset than looking in their eyes and, and, and letting them know, um, you know, hey, this is what we got to do because on Saturday I ain't doing a whole bunch of hooping, hollering, cutting up. I'm fixing problems. So it's, it's dad now. Hey, look, this is what we got to do. And um, I also need them to give me positive feedback. So that's why I'm on the field. Briefly, before the final question, you talked about Stephen F. Uh, halfway through. What's, what's, what's a concern here? 19 days out on this field. Uh, what what's you know a couple of concerns? Number two, you know, big time wide out. One thing you know, people know, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. He's dynamic. You know, he can play on any level. Uh, they play him in the slot. Um, you watch him against you know Texas Tech. You watch him against UCA. Um, they throw the ball, he go eighty. You know, and don't nobody catch him. You know, some of them same junior college kids we recruited at UCA. Um, so um, and that's that's not just him by himself. He got a guy that can get it to him. Quarterback, athletic. 
He can throw it around, you know, big kid. And so uh, we got to get them stopped. You know, O-line, you know, big, massive. Um, but we should be able to, you know, hold our own. Um, but, you know, we got to be sound. We got to, you know, take care of the line of scrimmage. But we got to stop too, hands down. He puts you in the mind of, you know, Willie Queen-ish, um, you know, back in the day. Um, but he's dynamic. And so we, we like to match up. You know, we got some really good guys that we feel like can match up well with them. And so uh, we're excited about it. Coach, this was a great interview. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll be talking again for sure. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. That's Braves defensive coordinator Cedric Thomas joining us inside Braves Athletics with defensive coordinator Cedric Thomas joining us here. On Thursday at 4.30, we're going to talk Lady Braves volleyball with uh, volleyball coach Melissa Robinson. Her season's getting underway coming up. So we'll be talking with her live. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. We'll be taking your phone call, 601-877-6595. Or you can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. Let's talk some Lady Braves volleyball with head coach Melissa Robinson. That'll do it. I'm Charles Evans with our producer, Jamario Brooks. Great stuff from defensive coordinator Cedric Thomas. We'll be talking again. We'll be talking to you again on Thursday. So long, everybody. This August, we want you to remember to keep children safe as we return to school. Always stop for stopped school buses and don't use your cell phone in school zones. Do your part to help keep us safe on the roadways. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles.